Welcome to Stream Detroit. I'm here with Natalia Petrasek from Vision Boards Co. We're going to talk about presenting and the reason why is because I was at Start Weekend and saw Natalia pitch Vision Boards to a, a panel of judges and I was really impressed. So I reached out to Natalia and I just wanted to get her on here and share some of your secrets. Well, thanks for having me, and I'm honored that you know my presentation skills resonated enough with you to mm -hmm. welcome me to share some of my tips with the audience. So, I mean, if you want me to just dive into it, um, yeah, I'm happy sure. to. I mean, I I can't say that I've um, you know followed any other rules, but I've just kind of developed something that works for me. And um, the first thing that I actually I wanted to share with the audience because it was really unique, and I'd love to forward you. Um, the YouTube clip, it was a TEDx talk that I saw. Mm -hmm. And this psychologist researcher actually studied why certain brands and certain people do better than others. Why is Apple kick butt versus some of the other competitors? Why does Martin Luther King resonate as a speaker over others? And mm -hmm. what he found was he, he searched their messaging and most people actually go on and on talking about how something works, and what it does, mm -hmm. but they're not leading with answering the question why. And as it happens, our brains actually really resonate with answering why, not the how and the what. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of challenge everyone to think about, you know, not only their branding messaging, but presenting with making sure that you lead with why. Why are you doing this? Why does it work? Why does it resonate with you? So that's kind of my first tip. And again, I'll try to forward that that link to you because it's an interesting TEDx to watch. Very um, cool. Yeah. So why? Start, start with why. Yeah. He actually yeah. showed it's like a target and most people's brains on the periphery, you know, they'll hear the what, the how, but the, the, the nucleus is why. And that's where it really starts to um, kind of resonate with people. So you want to start with the why and then people will be interested in the what and the how. Yeah, afterwards. exactly. Exactly. Okay. So that's cool. tip number one. Um, and obviously basic 101 would be having talking points and really very high level, you know, four or five talking points so that you kind of either if you have them on a piece of paper or in your brain, you have some sort of chronology to, you know, the flow of your presentation. That's, you know, pretty simple and straightforward, but it's, you know, needs to be noted that that's, you know, what I do I make sure that I have some sort of formula um, so I feel comfortable with that and it helps me remember because the worst is when you wanted to relay a piece of information and you kind of forgot. So that's the best practice for staying on course for me. Okay, so you get four or five high-level um, pieces of information and then you you somehow anchor that to something and so that you remember to go through them? Exactly. I mean, as I'm practicing, you know, a presentation in advance, that you know, I'll just, I kind of have the gist of something. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't want to memorize too much because I think being natural and authentic is also a really huge part to presentation skills. I think sometimes people are so practiced and so, you know, methodical, it, that almost rarely resonates with people. It doesn't matter right. if it's a speech at a wedding or a speech for your, your career, um, when you speak from the heart, even if you mess up. People like to see real. They like to see who you are. So, you know, those bullet points act as a guiding, um, you know, flow. And I kind of rehearse and have like, you know, what I'm going to say under each of those points. But I, I leave that a little bit more loose and organic. Um, that's what works for me. 
Um, and then obviously repetition. I mean, I think certain people have certain skill sets. I think communication is one of my strong suits. So I think I do have an edge up over the average person. However, um, you know, yeah, if you gave me a math problem, I'd be in a field position. But if you throw me on a camera, I feel pretty comfortable. But having said that, um, I think that if it's, it's something that is, is truly important for your career and something you need to hone, it all comes down to repetition and putting yourself out there. It doesn't matter if you're working out, trying snowboarding for the first time, presenting. The more you do it, the more natural it's going to become. So even if it's behind the scenes, and so just so you know, we had 60 seconds at Detroit Startup Weekend to have that pitch, and they kind of outlined the, the talking points we wanted to reference. Mm -hmm. I practiced to my parents that 60-second pitch the week prior probably 100 times. Really? Yes. And because I knew it's that, you know, M&M's, you got one, you know, one shot there to, to make it. And, you know, I knew I was being judged on that criteria. And even though I feel strongly about my communication skills, I knew that getting all that in within that 60 seconds, that was my shot. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, practice. Practice makes perfect. Even if you're not good at it, the more you do it, even if it's behind the scenes, that's how you hone it. Uh, that's, yeah, you know, that actually, um, I looked, I read into some presentation, you know, skills books. I think one in particular is how to present like Steve Jobs, which is why I kind of, you know, just to explain a little bit why I tuned into your presentation, because I was like, wow, you just went through all that book's bullet points, like, and nailed it, every single one. And I was, and so one of the things they said he does is the same thing you just said, is practice. He would grab a team from his, from Apple, and he would just pitch at them every day, and and they would joke about it and say that you know, um, like you know, just because he was just doing, oh yeah, we gotta listen to another one of Steve's pitches or something. Then, yeah. but that's his legacy. I mean, outside of obviously the immense technology he left, most people actually remember him for his presentations. I feel like, right? You know, I mean, it's an association with the the products that he delivered. But the first thing I think about is him on a stage. Mm -hmm. and giving an amazing, resonating presentation. That's how I remember him most. So I remember uh, for the Vision Boards presentation, you had a tagline that you started with and that you ended with. And I, what was it again? Oh, that, you know, and it's a, we're, we might, you know, be adapting it, but um, for the purpose of that, that we said, see it, believe it, watch it happen. Yeah. And yeah, I led with it and ended with it because I also think, you know, um, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. when you kind of have that conclusion and you bring it back to the beginning. I think that that's, that's always a clever thing to do. It, it kind yeah. of just, it, it has some sort of polish mm -hmm. to it that people always like, oh, okay, yeah, they respond to that. So, right, yeah. Yeah, so, I, would, I mean, you guys were running out of time. It was 60 seconds. Was it 60 seconds there? Well, oh, we had five minutes at the, the final presentation. 60 seconds for the initial pitch and then at the conclusion of the weekend, five minutes. Okay, so five minutes, you were, you managed to just get it right out there at the end too, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm not trying to suck up here. It just it was really good. Yeah, thank you. I mean, having said that, I, I was you know it sounds cheesy, but I was in debate in high school, and and I you know I was in a certain theater things, so I've been on stage before, and I've had to deliver things, and so you know I've I've been in those positions where I've learned what humans respond to, and I've always you know kind of knowing that when you wrap it up and tie it up in a bow, it doesn't matter even if you know you kind of have to cut yourself off. If you have a timelet, you wrap it up in a bow, people find that a good polishing factor. Okay, so we got um, the why, you know, talk about the why, and then we, got, we have repetition. 
Um, and then before that, you said the talking points. The talking high points. High level talking points. Yeah. Of course. And um, so, what else can we give? You know, someone yeah. who's just starting out. Yeah. And I, you know, and I also said your authenticity is important. Be right. yourself. I mean, and that might again take practice and. and but even if you mess up, people want to see a real person, not a robotic delivery. So the authenticity was something else I, I um, spoke to. And then asking yourself, I mean, even, look, hey, everyone has an iPhone. You can, you can record yourself as well while you're practicing. Right, yeah. And, you know, that's also probably, you know, if you're not great at it, that's, that's something that can really be a tool for you is mm -hmm. see how you look on camera. How are you, and, and is your message resonating with yourself? You know, try to remove yourself from it and say, would this hit me? Mm. Would this speak to me? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and again, the why and all of those things versus the how and the what. Is it speaking to my spirit in any way? Is it speaking to who I am? Does it get me excited? If it's mm. not, you know, and so, so, so many people are, I've seen a lot of pitches as well, these pitch contests, and some people are so focused and they're just reciting and trying to get as many details out. They're not connecting with the audience. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes less is more. You know, you want to make sure you're getting the basic messaging out, but what's even more important is selling people on you and the brand. Right. And so, you know, just being really mindful and, you know, yeah, obviously you want to capture as much information as possible, but capturing people and interacting with them. And that's another point, obviously, if it's a live presentation, um, you know, and again, you might have to get used to it, but looking at people, and sometimes, again, it depends if you're under a pitch situation where you only have five minutes. But if you have the luxury of time, take your time. Take a pause, regroup. Don't just be you know, spewing out stuff. Making sure that you're connecting to the audience is obviously an ideal. And as it were, my company, visionboards.co, mm -hmm. helps people associate visual imagery to their goals because the brain responds differently to visual data than just written data. Mm -hmm. And so it's this, this kind of new process that's, that's come about in the past 10 years and we're trying to bring technology and engagement and you know, productivity to that concept. But so obviously I'm gonna be a proponent of visualizing your success. Mm -hmm. you know? So uh, visualize the audience responding to you. Visualize a lot of uh, likes or whatever your end goal is. You know, um, it's, it's always a strategic plan. Starts from, you know, the end, you know, the end game and you work backwards. So, you know, try to do that in so many aspects of your life. It doesn't matter if it's a presentation or anything. You know, what's your end goal? Is it 300 views? Is it 1,000 views? You know, whatever it is, or is it um, people clapping and really responding? See that actually happening. Mm. And stay in that space for a minute or two. I mean, really indulge in it, um, and this again applies to more than just presentation. This is really how visualization works for athletes and anything else. You know, you have Michael Phelps would sit there and visualize his perfect swim um, before any competition, and he would, for five to ten minutes, really envision him hitting that. You know, being the first, and so use that in in all methods for for your success, and really kind of just visualize it and try to own it. Right. You know, and. Just to add to that, um, visualizing is you know just one of the five senses, and it always helps me because um, I do a lot of that. It helps me to you know hear what I would hear, you know the clapping, for instance, um, uh, feel what it would feel like, and just get in that mode entirely, and then kind of you know go back to step one and just work my way back to that. And um, so I completely hear you. It's, it's a great tip. As far as um, presentations go, 
and you know like PowerPoints and things like that which I mean people I feel like people use that a lot and get you know PowerPoint always have a PowerPoint behind them and everything what's your uh, take on preparing for that and um, yeah I think people overdo it a lot with PowerPoints and it comes back to you know they're, they're trying to put a lot of information up there and so you have to ask yourself do you want them to be reading and catching up and reading behind you or listening to what's coming out of your mouth and connecting with you good point point. and what's going to be better for your brand the answer is actually them connecting with you because we all come down to wanting to have you know some sort of connection mm -hmm. um, and people will remember that over just the content and so um, I think that having said that, there's a huge value add to PowerPoints and they can, you know, but I think less is more as it relates to that. Um, you know, very high level things or visual orientation, but make sure that the audience is connecting to you and not just reading behind you. All right, that's, that's good. Um, so, I mean, as far as PowerPoints go, so like just leave out the words or? I mean, I, you, know, I, you know, I can't even tell you that I have like a strong stance on this. I just, you know, I, I remember actually reading something about some of the best presenters use 10 slides or less. Mm. And most people that have a presentation end up using 20. They double the amount. And so I'm not saying no words or anything like that. But first of all, I will just don't make it a block of words. Don't make it a paragraph because yeah. that's... Yeah. It's just not necessary. I mean, unless you need it for your own purposes. Um, no, I'm not saying no words. Just condense that. Use that as like a icing on the cake, not the cake. Mm -hmm. You're the cake. You're the presenter. That should be adding value as necessary. Visual aid. You know, maybe there's a video. It has its purpose. It has its, you know, role. But just, you know, that's just my opinion as well. There's no, you know, wrong or right way. That's just my, my take on it. Okay. Um... Is there anything that you would want to close off? You know, um, I guess just, you know, uh, like I said, repetition is probably, honestly, the biggest thing that's going to get most people to where they need to be. Mm -hmm. it's, it's doing it somewhere, somehow, some way, regularly, if it's not a natural skill set. Um, and then, you know, we could bullet point some of the other things that I, I mentioned. So, yeah, I think the two biggest things are being yourself. Mm -hmm. and doing it frequently. These other things are nice best practices that will help um, play a role, but owning yourself and, and making sure you feel comfortable is, you know, through repetition is probably the two highest things I recommend. Okay, yeah, and as far as the bullet points go, we'll have them in the show notes in, uh, on the website, so you guys can check it out there. And Yeah, and then of course we're actually launching our beta, so I'm a shameless promoter and I would obviously encourage the audience, visionboards.co, you can go and sign up and give us your feedback on how our web application speaks to you or not. Right, and, use, use vision boards to help you uh, um, provide you a vision for your presentation, Put your, uh, get yourself right in front of that stage. It's on my vision board. I actually have uh, on my vision board is a microphone and kind of fogged out is an audience that's standing ovation. Okay, for, just for, in case nobody, somebody out there doesn't understand what a vision board is, can you 
yeah. give us like a 10 second. Yeah, traditionally it's a collage of images and sayings that represent your goals. You know, your, your New Year's resolutions, your, your yearly goals, your bucket list goals, and you're adding visual orientation. As I, as I mentioned, your brain responds differently to visual data. So it might be a standing ovation with a microphone if that's something that speaks to you. It could be a trip to Paris is on your wish list for the year so you have a bunch of pictures of the Eiffel Tower. It could be you want to have your dream car. And so the whole point is when you, when you have those images in front of you regularly, it's an accountability and it helps you kind of, like we spoke to, visualizing it as yours already. So it's, you know, it's kind of this motivation tool that's different than just writing down your goals and having a due date. It's, it's using a different part of your being and your brain to stay excited about your end goals. Yeah, it's as they say, a picture is worth a thousand words, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's a lot easier to have a picture than to write a thousand words. Yes. And this has been the presentation, how to present. Thanks for listening. And, uh...